0: This is Hard Truth and Tony Schafer, powered by Sig Sour, Never Settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carry the best. I recommend you do, too. The best is Sig Sauer, Never Settle. We are on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, also available on the America Out Loud Podcast Network. Check us out, Project Sentinel, and .org, as well as London Center for Policy Research, London Center, uh, lcp.org. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, And welcome to our 9-11 anniversary special. It's been 22 years since the uh, attacks in the World Trade Centers and the Pentagon. A lot of questions unresolved. Uh, Some of you know I'm a whistleblower. I uh, departed my career as an undercover intelligence operative, uh, deciding to testify a, a note, a personal note. It's hard to go back undercover after you've had to testify publicly. It's it's just it's, it it does detract. Just saying, it's it's tough. And so, uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is talk a little bit about uh, some issues which have been unresolved. One of the things I've always done as an <clears throat> investigator or an intelligence officer is try to fi- try to figure out what is fact versus what is fiction or emotion. And we today have some folks who are going to bring you some facts that you need to know. My frustration is is that the uh, the U.S. government has Not told the truth. I know this for a fact. I think we're going to have some folks to help us understand some facts that you need to understand of, of what will help you understand a lot of understand. Did, did, I become Kamala Harris over the break? I don't know. I, just, I feel like, I feel like I'm saying the same thing. The, the things that are important because they're important because these are things you should know that are important. See, I, I did it again. It's deja vu all over again to vote, uh, to, 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 quote someone in baseball. So today we are joined by some amazing folks and I'm going to turn it over to the person who brought us all together, because Tanya Miller, as you guys should uh, regular on the show, the, uh, the effervescent. And uh, to, to, to Tanya, you, you weren't out hanging 10 today, were you, surfing or anything? No, oh,
1: not, I have. Okay. No. But when I do, I'm going to take some lessons from Tulsi. Yeah,
0: there you go. That's right. Tulsi yeah. from Tulsi. So, to, so, yeah. so, t- so um, 22 years. Wow. 10, 22 years. Yeah. It only feels like yesterday, 18 years ago today, to this day that we're taping, I oh, was in front of the, the Senate. Uh, a Judiciary Committee on this. Joe Biden was on a committee. I met Joe that day. Wow. Talk about a banner day, okay. right? 18 years ago today was the first of uh, three hearings on Able Danger. And it was during that time I was uh, forced to become a whistleblower, spoke to Denny Hastert. Uh, There's a whole story we get into, but mm-hmm. suffice to say, this was the beginning <laughs> of my journey into the 9-11 mm-hmm. issues. And uh, one of the midpoints, Tanya, was uh, due to you. So, uh, Back in 2010, wow! Again, yep. time's flying. We were at the All Souls Church. So, so Tanya, mm-hmm. you have helped draw people together to to look at this from a perspective of fact, not fiction, of 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 solid evidence, not fantasy. So mm-hmm. let's go from there. So Tanya, yeah, at, at the All Souls Church, we were all there together. Yeah, Take it
1: 2010. From... Uh, it was a 9/11 anniversary yeah. that we had gathered at for a critical thinkers symposium that had. Many uh, wonderful panel of speakers, which include our two amazing guests today that we are very fortunate to have, the two world leading speakers on this very topic, yeah. and here they are on your show, on your show, Tony. I cannot believe it. Uh, yes, it's very serendipitous. We have, um, Niels Herrett who I want him to explain his expertise. He's coming to us from Denmark. Thank you so much, Niels. And his, his expertise, he has been speaking all over the world on, um, very critical data and findings. And this is why we come to you with this on the hard truth show. And then, um, Richard Gage, um, AIA architect, he has, um, joined us again today thank you so much richard richard himself has a long form interview that features Niels harrett if you would like to gather a little more detail or what their uh, commentary was on that um on 9 11's un- uh 9 11 unleashed richard yeah. gage's page but yes it was 10 years and they they will be um our guests on the show and we will definitely get to them on all these i want to let my audience let your audience know, Tony. Yeah. The reason this is a difficult topic for, is for many reasons. It's a difficult topic to digest the scientific data and findings that these gentlemen are about to discuss. And we have other issues. There's so much more to discuss, um, which you have. You know, we know about uh different uh, cases going on. There's family members issues. There's issues with um people, detainees at Guantanamo. Um, there's issues with your testimony in the case and pre-9-11 intelligence. At All Souls Church, we had other intelligence people like uh, Colleen Rally. I have a wonderful photograph of you and Colleen Rowley. Um, Ray McGovern was there. A lot of other people were there. Um, anti-war, Cindy Sheehan, things like that, as well as these experts with certain key um, information about 9-11 specifics. And it's those specifics that the 9-11 commission, we would all assume would have combed over. Yeah. Now it's those who would have looked into the 9-11 commission and their problems that will understand why it is 22 years later. And we're still having to discuss this. And that's why we have to have these guests on here so, because Tanya, they me, did not go over this evidence.
0: Let me jump that right in on that point. So, um, and I'll let you jump back in, but I need to make this point because the nine 11 commission was a complete whitewash. And, and let me tell you why I know that Uh, one of the nine 11 commissioners told me to my face in person that the job of each commissioner was to cover for someone. Think about that. This was a nine 11 commissioner saying to my face, our job was not a fact finding or or, uh, to establish truth. Our job was to cover everyone's ass to keep, those responsible from being held accountable. So there you go. And that's why wow. what we're doing today is so important. Tanya, continue, please.
1: Yeah. So, you know, so for the evidence that the nine 11 commissioners did not hear, refused to listen to, right. um, which is a lot more than what these gentlemen have to share with us today. Um, there is a lot more, uh, but I want to go ahead and let our audience hear from them directly. And then they can fill in the gaps that, that I didn't get to share and I would like to go ahead and start with um, Richard, He's, or excuse me, Niels Herrett, um, the our our chemist from Denmark who who joins us today. Thank you so much, Niels Herrett. What an honor! Can yeah, you Neil. share with us what your your points are that that just really stick to you? Anything that you're wanting to share with our audience who's maybe new to what was found? What what is it that they didn't hear that? Commissioner, should hear or anybody investigating this that, that you're aware of, that you've studied personally, that you've touched and you've held like the dust collection, what is it that you would like to share with our audience?
2: Well, that's right. I'm, I'm a chemist and I'm a retired professor, associate professor from University of Copenhagen. And my main contribution to the 9-11 Truth Movement was a work done together with Professor Stephen L. Jones from Brigham Young University, where we discovered and characterized some some energetic material found in the world trade center dust but uh, given the short time here i would rather make a single point to uh, the collapse of the twin towers because the technical report on the collapse of the twin towers came out in 2005 that was actually after the 911 commission had s- submitted their report right and, but nevertheless the point is still valid for them should have been because this report from the national institute of standards and technology as it came out in 2005 was was i say 10,000 pages richard gage said 14,000 pages it doesn't matter you don't you're not supposed to read that you read the main summary uh for a start right. some of us have read the whole thing and it is Hot air and dead meat, all of it. <laughs> but you read the main summary, and um, chapter six of the main summary is called uh, "re, uh, re um, reconstruction of the collapses." Okay, so you have great expectations when you start reading this, and but very soon you find out there is nothing about the reconstruction of the collapses. Wow! And you reach page eighty-six and footnote thirteen which, in my opinion, is the most important footnote since World War II. And it reads the following. Mm-hmm.
0: Here.
2: I can't see. Let
0: me read it. Well, uh, the, the focus of the investigation. Can you I repeat, read
2: it? I'll do my best. The focus of the investigation was on the sequence of events from the instant of aircraft impact to the initiation of collapse for each tower. For brevity in this report, this sequence is referred to as a probable collapse sequence, although it does not actually include the structural behavior of the tower after the conditions for collapse initiation were reached and collapse became inevitable. Now, this is academic terror because it's hard to read, even for a trained academic like me, I had to read it twice, and then I laughed out loud. Because you may gather that what they say here is that the collapse of the Twin Tower, the report, the NIST report, Mm -hmm. does not cover the collapses. The whole report covered the timeline, stops at the moment the collapse are prone to, the towers are prone to collapse, I'm sorry. So they describe the situation up to the time when the towers are about to collapse. And then they leave, they say, no. Now we think it's, it's obvious that in a moment, these towers will collapse because they're in so bad condition that gravity will take over and do the rest of the work. That is, they leave and they leave the rest of the story to gravity. That's a key point. Yeah. That the the official narrative is based on the only force acting on the towers is gravity when they're supposed mm-hmm. to collapse. Now, everybody, all of us, most of people on the earth have seen watched the collapse of the twin towers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Some many people, half a billion eventually in real time. And what we saw was the all the debris, the gird, steel beams and girders being thrown up and out to gigantic canopy of debris being thrown up and out game over. We're finished now. because gravity is vertical. Okay, this is the video. Gravity is vertical. gravity can never, ever make anything go up and out. Right. So the official narrative is wrong, right? It's as simple as yeah, that. You know. Mm-hmm. So any any person who has seen this picture or this video mm-hmm. can serve as a prime crown witness in a trial against Osama bin Laden proving his innocence. And once you realize that, it doesn't matter whatever preceded this moment, hijackers, mm-hmm. airliners, jet fuel, explosions, fire, it doesn't matter because according to the official narrative, it's only gravity acting in this moment. And the picture all of us have seen cannot contradict that.
1: They never went back, Niels. Did they never, there was no going back, just so that everybody's clear, to correct or further explain the anomalies that happened on either the World Trade Center one and two, which again are the two towers that were struck with planes that we all watched on TV. And what, you know, Niels is explaining and describing is like a pyroblast type and and Richard's going to get further into that, but that there's never any further explanation after like that quote you mentioned in that footnote that after the impact it's just, we're just all to follow along forever and ever that gravity did what we saw, which never makes sense for anybody. That's why, all these chemists and arch- architects and engineers and firefighters and police and first responders are like, this doesn't look right. This looks like a controlled demolition. So they never have come have to come back and address this. They never have. But
2: everybody, everybody was in shock, and you cannot think when you're in shock,
1: right? Right.
0: And that
2: shock lasted until 2005.
0: So, Niels, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, keep going.
2: No, that's my so point. well, so. Um, if, Eventually, the, if we have the time, what you're seeing in that picture actually is nanothermite.
0: Anymore. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So, so there's been all sorts of efforts to explain away what you're saying. I agree with you, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. So, And the energetic material I want to talk about for a second because I was preparing last night for our show. And uh, I always love how mainstream media, if they come up with a wild ass, stupid theory, oh, it's okay. But if, if someone independent comes up with it, it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, isn't that something? So I'm watching last night, and this, uh, the Smithsonian Channel, you know, they're supposed to be legit, right? You know, they got these museums. They got all these people walking through, looking at stuff, you know, American history, natural history. And they got these two knuckleheads saying, oh, well, like you, it's like, oh, the, the report's not accurate. Oh, well, what, what do you think happened? Well, it's the aluminum in the airplanes. What? So their belief is somehow everything you're saying that they're admitting now that there was energetic, energetic, energetic material. They actually showed videos of the of of thermite, whatever, burning and and, and the molten material coming down the building. They actually showed that they actually showed this on the video. And uh, but their explanation is, well, you know, the airplanes burned.
1: That's their cover. Then is that the so, cover? Then
0: well, no. I think what they're trying to do is explain away what mm-hmm. you're saying. What you're saying, mm-hmm. I think that the idea that Findings. something happened, something exploded. So now the theory, the the their their conspiracy theory is, oh, nothing to see here. It's the airplanes. They admit mm-hmm. that that the the explosions were unaccounted for. They actually talk about the NIST report, which is interesting. But again, this is where. I think the official narrative cannot be defended. So now, a, an official organization, the Smithsonian—I hate to sound conspiratorial—but geez, there it is—the the, the Smithsonian's trying to interject itself to say, "Oh yeah, there were explosions. There was clearly all this molten material falling down, but it's just the airplane's burning." Or I mean. That's the level well, it's a, of
1: it's of unfortunate what to go to that the media will take um certain like we don't know until it's something thoroughly investigated. But, we don't well, really me, know. And so it so, sounds like it's a like trying to explain away evidence that's that's found. what I'm saying. So
0: so yeah. Niels, you're you're a chemist. Well, aluminum, does aluminum cause explosions to, to bring down buildings? But no. from the plane. No. And as a no. matter of fact, the other thing they they even they even admit this. while they say, You're a chemist, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They're saying that uh, aluminum has five times more uh, molten aluminum has five times more uh, potential energy than dynamite. Maybe true, maybe false. Don't know. But to set it off, they say you have to have water. There was no water in the towers, so they undermine their own argument as they go through trying to explain how. Oh, it's just molten aluminum. This is this is how desperate they are to try to explain why what Niels tracks. is saying.
1: Yeah, because when you have dust and you have evidence that has been collected from people who lived in the condos across the from right. or whoever, and they they have had a chain of I, I heard the interview with Richard Niels talking about all the, in the collection of the dust. So it's if you have that evidence, they have to try to explain it away. And that's a weak argument. And rather than share strong arguments, strong conversations from professionals and and groups of people who've come together and pointed out the problems, they won't do that and they won't entertain it. They will take someone out there with a random theory and they run with it versus taking theories from experts who know these things and can test them. And that, to me, reads as an opportunity to explain away what people may hear from people who've t- tested the actual evidence and know what they're seeing, like spheres and certain right. incineraries and what could cause what we actually saw so, and heard. So, yeah, so, so
0: Neil's on, on Tanya's point, uh, what you're saying is there was a criminal act of a, of, uh, of a bomb going off, which I would agree. Was there any effort to preserve any evidence relating to this?
2: Was that a question? I'm not sure. I, I, yes. If, if there was a question, uh, if I understand it. But first to comment to the aluminum thing. I mean, there's so many digressions being launched in yes. this connection. So many different theories. It's all noise. and and.
0: I agree. I, I was just moves. fascinated. They put so much effort into it.
2: But to boil it down, I'm a scientist. And what you do in science is you collect data and you try to provide a model Mm -hmm. or a hypothesis which account for your observations. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm.
2: And you come up with a a model or a hypothesis. But if one observation contradicts your hypothesis and invalidates your hypothesis, it's wrong. So what I just pointed out through an observation which we have all done, which billions of people all over the world, Mm -hmm. everyone has done, namely to see the lateral and horizontal ejections of material, means that the original narrative is wrong, and it can only be wrong once. Mm -hmm. There are 200 smoking guns in this story, as David Ray Griffin has pointed out, but you only need one from a scientific point of view. I'm perfectly aware that the public domain does not work like that. They want to see a murderer being guilty 20 times over before they believe it. But in science, you only need one observation which contradicts the official narrative. And that's why I want to point to this one. Niels, yeah. Now, then, I mean, once we've done that, it may be interesting to find out now what, ha- what happened then, we, because we want further explanations or
3: understandings.
2: And that's where the the nanothermite may come in. If I might just finish this, because what you saw, the canopy of debris was, in my opinion, and Mm -hmm. I suggest the model, which is consistent and coherent, is the the nanothermite at work. That is what provided the thrust for the steel beams being thrown up and out.
0: Right. And so, Niels, to that point, this Smithsonian special was called The, the Missing Evidence. There's a clue. And uh, you need to see it because it shows the, the, the molten metal coming down the building. They actually come in, they zoom in on it. So, what I find interesting is I what you're saying is completely compelling and, and accurate. I have no doubt what you're saying. But, yeah, but this the is the issue. Metal,
2: if I may uh, add, the yeah. molten metal was molten iron from. From thermite reaction, right. There were two kinds of thermitic materials right. involved, right? Right. It is very straightforward. It was not molten steel. There was a little, of course, steel from the steel beams in yeah. that molten iron you saw coming out of the building, yeah. but the, in my opinion, the most, most of it was from the thermite acting on this on the corner columns. Thermate cutting
0: this. Oh, I. I and I, 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 but my only point is they're actually admitting to, oh yeah, there was something, there was molten mm-hmm. metal, which is like, right. that's a big admission. And, yeah. And it goes to the fact that now mm-hmm. I think, I think people like you are dogging them. People like, people like you have, 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 have made the public aware that the narrative does not stand up to your point. One fallacy in their narrative destroys it. Uh, and that's and true. So now they're trying to go back and say, oh, did we we missed the evidence? Oh, it's aluminum. So it's it's just really convenient now that people like you, like Richard, are coming out. And, and uh, the truth is kind of, I think, starting to be undeniable. And I think that's where we're at. And that's why you're going to see more things like the Smithsonian with their own conspiracy theory. Of of, mm-hmm. of what really happened, and I think it's interesting that they made, they invested that much effort because clearly this was a high high production value. I, I look, I produce TV, and I know production value. Someone spent a lot of money putting together that false narrative. So
1: mm-hmm. well, there there have been plenty of debunking attempts. Um, yeah. You know, i got a book of debunking the nine eleven debunkers. I mean, you know, basically everything that they have out there trying to debunk has been debunked. They refuse to go to the panels like the Toronto hearings and all these other opportunities that have been put out there to face the um, scientists, organic chemists, um, the architects, the engineers, and they refuse to do it. And so, anyway, but yeah, a lot of money goes right. into these cover stories. So, and we, we have. Oh, excuse me. I was going to go on to Richard. If that's
0: well, right. no. So to say, So we're we're down to a few minutes. So we'll jump. Uh, Tanya, let's let's introduce Richard. Let let him get mm-hmm. get just to kind of kind of put his put his toe in the pool, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then we'll let him lead off for the second sec second segment of stress. Go ahead, Tanya. Please continue.
1: Yeah. Um. So Richard is someone. Um. I I also met at um the uh, anniversary. He was one of the the main speakers and um here we are again today and richard's return um to share more information we did not get to talk uh, too much about world trade center one and two and i know there's more on seven so richard when, you want to go ahead and jump in and share with us
4: oh yeah um I, what what as an architect uh, i should have been aware of the third worst structural failure in modern history and it it It's completely unknown in the architecture world, almost completely. Uh, Most architects and engineers have never heard that a third tower collapsed on 9-11. It should have been the most studied building failure ever. So let me introduce it, if you can share my screen, Chris. Uh, This is an extraordinary uh, building, uh, 47 stories high, uh, and each floor is an acre in size. Uh, it pales in terms of height next to the uh, Twin Towers, but it is the tallest building in most of our states. But these were the right. tallest buildings in the world at the time that they were built. So uh, what happened to this building? Um, we've got to uh, ask ourselves, well, it's a football field in length away from the North Tower, and it it was not hit by an airplane. So. right. We see that it survived the collapse of the towers uh, quite fine. It it had a few beams that hit it. As Niels uh, aptly described, uh, these are four-ton structural steel sections ejected laterally at 80 miles an hour, clocked by physicists landing 600 feet in every direction. So yes, some of them hit Building 7, but this was deemed by NIST even as a non-significant factor in the building's collapse. Let's see what happens here. The East Penthouse comes down in an isolated event seven seconds early, and then the entire building does this.
1: Well, that doesn't look like a controlled demolition. I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, sure does. Right out of Vegas.
4: <laughs> and exactly like the old hotels uh, there in Las Vegas. So uh, there's eleven views of this building's collapse. It falls symmetrically. It falls straight down uniformly into its own footprint, and, and it falls suddenly, uh, just like, and those, these are features of mm-hmm. controlled demolition, which we compare this Every building feature. to. Right. But what did uh, the official narrative via uh, uh, Shaum Sunder of NIST uh, tell us?
0: What we found was that uncontrolled building fires caused an extraordinary event. The collapse of World Trade Center 7 was primarily due to fires.
4: Well, this is what they say, right? Uh, And uh, these are the fires. These are the worst fires that we have any photographic or video evidence of in the building. They're few, they're small, and they're scattered. And they're out, burned out over an hour before the building even collapsed. And their whole theory is thermal expansion, that these fires were burning at the time of the collapse, thermally expanding beams uh, and pushing a girder off of its seat on this particular column Mm -hmm. 79, and then the whole building collapses. But guess what? We have never in history right. ever lost a steel frame fire protected building due to uh, uh, fires uh, ever. Uh, not before 9 much larger, longer lasting and hotter fires in these buildings and not after 9-11 with these fully engulfed buildings. Right. So this is an unprecedented event that should require the right. most extraordinary evidence on the part of NIST. And we uh, don't even uh, get that. It's just like build, uh, the Twin Towers report that, right. uh, yeah. that Niels went over. They avoid all of the forensic evidence of thermite incendiaries, of extreme heat in the building, and, and there's nothing in, in those fires that can account for that building's collapse.
0: Or right. So, Richard, let's stop it there for now. I, I'm with you. So we have to take a hard wow. break. We're at a hard break right now. Ah. We'll jump back into this. Speaking of thermal right. expansion, we have to expand in our part two. So right, uh, yeah. right now we're going to take a break. Uh, we're halfway through our program. We will let Richard continue when we come back for part two of the show. This is really amazing, detailed information, which, as I we've talked about in the opening of the show, people in the government, have suppressed, ignored, or otherwise tried to dispel, unsuccessfully I might add, because we're all here talking about it. And but we're here today to help educate y'all on what the real issues you should be focusing on to understand 9-11. So, it's Tony Shave with Heart Truth. We'll be right back, part two, in just a moment. Kofix RX Nasal Solution has
4: completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend.
5: Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For
1: 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
5: We
0: are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. America Out dot news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us. In the fight for liberty and justice for all, America Out Loud talk radio. Hey, this is Hard Truth, Tony Schaefer, part two, powered by Six Hour Never Settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carry the best. For the best is Six Hour. I recommend you carry the best. We're on the America Out Loud podcast and Radio Networks. Uh, check us out, Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.net and .com, London Center for Policy Research, org, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're back for part two. And so as we left part one, uh, we were just talking about thermal expansion and all the uh, shenanigans going on with the government. We have Niels Herrett here today and uh, Richard Gage. Tanya Miller's uh, my co-host today. Uh Taking some time off from the beach and not surfing, thank God. You know she's here <laughs> with us, and we got the uh, the 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 uh, the, the the Vanna White like Elizabeth Breckencamp, who's here to turn over the truth for us with us. Okay, she's an actress, so I'm I'm trying to you know get her up as a actress. Oh, there. thank you. That's right. And and so and then my friend Chris Cordani, Chris runs the boards, and uh, is uh, our 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 uh, our ambassador to the rock and roll world. Right, I mean. <laughs> You are Ambassador Cordani, you know, (laughs) because 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 he's the one that got us Cherie Curry and our great bumper music. And and shout out to Cherie. She's in Vegas as we're taping this. Uh, Cherie, if you're listening, don't stay away from Elvis's. Don't there's there's, don't trust them. Whatever you do, don't go. Don't stay away from the Elvis. (laughs) And here we go. uh, Part two. So, Richard, you were just explaining uh, what we all know. And this is something that I think any any person who has half a brain which is more than half the population and maybe even Kamala Harris uh, has uh, has to understand that uh, buildings don't fall in their footprint right i mean and neil's and to daniel's point if if it was simply a burning of the building the, the airplanes when they went into the, the traits and and i'm digressing here but the, the the airplanes did the energy was not dispersed un in, in, in a in a uniform way across the entire building. So you would think then mm-hmm. if if things were compromised based on the aircraft compromising the structure, it would lean and fall. Right. I mean, physics. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it neither the World Trade Center, which, you yeah. know, to your point, kind of blew up and went down or seven, seven, again, was supposed to be compromised by fires. Well, I'd, again, were Richard, were the fires burning in a uniform manner on every floor at, at every moment to make sure that it would fall straight. I <laughs> right. mean, I mean, I'm opening I'm asking no. I mean questions. so
1: many anomalies happened I that mean, day well,
0: of first. Uh, that's so. what it would take to bring a building
4: symmetrically. All 80 right. columns have to be removed at once uh, on the core followed by the perimeter uh, about a second later of course this is uh could not happen without uh explosive demolition sy- synchronistically timed and we have right. witnesses that hear exactly that i mean let's look at a, a couple of them here's yeah, we, we kevin the building actually because yeah. was on fire the right. uh, the bottom floor there. of the, the building were on fire and uh yeah. you know we heard this this sound it sounded like a clap of thunder turned around we were shocked to see that the building was uh
0: uh, well, it looked like there was um, a shockwave uh, ripping through the building and the windows all uh, bumped it out and, you know, it was horrifying. And then,
4: uh, you know, about a second later, the bottom floor caves out and uh, the building followed after that. And- so none of these witnesses that you're going to hear here real rapidly are a part of the official narrative at all. Yeah. Nisim says there's no witnesses of explosions. Here's another one, Kevin McFadden. And then it was like another two, three seconds. You heard explosion. And here's another one, uh, Bill Rosati.
3: I'm going to call in Bill Rosati. He was here when it all happened. He saw it for himself. Are you saying you can just tell us what uh, you saw, what
5: you heard? Uh, I was standing like two blocks away, and all of a sudden, I just seen a big flash. And then I seen the building coming down, and I just seen people just running.
4: And he says there's a big flash and very we got
2: to the eighth floor, I started walking to one side of the building. That side of the building was gone. The first explosion I heard when I was on the stairwell landing was when we made it down to the sixth floor. Then we made it back to the eighth floor. I heard some more explosions.
4: This is extremely important. Uh, there's no uh, there's no fires yet in in the morning uh, of building seven yet. Wow. Explosions are blowing them around. Explosions like this heard in the late morning of 9-11. Yeah, here's one of the guys you can tell you I'm okay, all right? Yeah. hold on. You want to uh, call, you call your mother or something? There are no explosions hmm. like that heard, uh, discussed by NIST whatsoever. Wow. They claim to have interviewed like 116 uh, first responders. Uh, so that's what I wanted to share with you in the limited yeah. time that we have. In addition, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the extreme temperatures that uh, Neil has, Niels has brought up. And yeah. in fact, this is pr- given to us by officials. FEMA uh, documents it in Appendix C of their building performance assessment team report before NIST even gets to it. Never before observed eutectic reactions, intergranular melting, silver dollar sized holes in the steel of this piece of World Trade Center 7 steel. And there's a similar pieces from the Twin Towers with rapid oxidation, sulfidation, liquid iron, that's molten iron. This is all denied by uh, the official narrative. Partly evaporated beams that take 4,000 degrees to right. even begin to
0: so evaporate. This and, is and, physical
1: and, and, evidence that they're denying? Am I, Richard, am I hearing you right? In yeah, that they denied yeah. the explosives? All of it
0: is denied. So, Richard, to that point, the maximum temperature they've admitted to was 900 degrees in, in any tower. not in Max. Oh. So that's not anywhere near melting point.
2: No, <clears throat> 250 degrees. Go right. ahead, right. Neil from steel beams
0: right no, so no it's what i'm saying for but 800,
4: 800, 800 degrees fahrenheit right.
0: yeah
2: yeah okay
4: yeah 800
0: to 900 fahrenheit is what they've admitted to so it's like a factor uh, below below what would be required to to actually burn through mm-hmm. the metal they say burn through so
4: both of these <laughs> towers are, are identical they they, they collapse identical yet you have very different impact points right. have very different uh, mm-hmm. damage to the columns, right. and the fires are very different and so now
1: isn't it amazing that the, that that they are not that no one has to pay attention no entity no governing board no authority who's supposed to be charged with investigating this is going to explain any of these uh, these findings they've denied them and not even even just the witnesses but witnesses alone is very important i remember meeting william rodriguez who should have been? He was all. He's spoken all over the world as well. He's he's even been uh, on TV shows with the key because he helped rescue people. He was a janitor that was the fir- immediately right after the event was interviewed, and his story has stayed the same since he escaped the fall of the World Trade Center. One the one that he was uh, he was going in with his key to let people out of the stairwell. He was a janitor. William Rodriguez, sort, He was a janitor, and he heard and felt, he felt an explosion from beneath him before the first plane struck. And that, Tony Schaefer, is what got me involved. Those stories and seeing Mm -hmm. you in in documentaries, Tony, um, going back to why I'm here, (laughs) is because William Rodriguez's story about, wait, what loosened the basement? Then Mm -hmm. I learned about the structural, then I saw the images um, from the World Trade Center uh, building basement. And the sub-basements with the cars and all this, all this, and then the and then the FDNY and the NYPD talking about explosives. And then when I went to the anniversary and I spoke with a lot of FDNY and NYPD and some other first responders who were there, and they were on at the anniversary sites, and they were telling me and other people who were there, willing to listen, about explosions and showing us their own pictures of anomalies. (laughs) It's amazing.
3: Yeah.
4: Out <laughs> the There's 156 of these first responders. Yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, and the official story tells us the top part drove the rest of the red building down to the ground and then destroyed itself. Well, Niels proved that wrong with the upward, outward arching streamers and geometry of fireworks. Uh, Freely flying, solid, molten objects trailed by thick white smoke clouds. It doesn't look anything like this official narrative, which, by the way, violates Newton's third law of motion. There's an equal and opposite destructive force when two bodies collide. The upper part would have been and was destroyed. Look at the lower red line. It doesn't move down. The top part is being destroyed in the first three seconds. It's Hmm. completely gone after that. And then the rest of the building flies upward and outward. Had we seen it, we would have seen the top part driving the rest of the building down, but no, we don't see that at all. And had it been there, it would have crushed these few remaining core columns standing a thousand feet in the air. Uh, but no, something, uh, some other destructive mechanism was at play, these these columns survive that. So it's pretty incredible. And yes, it goes straight yeah. down too. In fact, you can see the explosions racing down individually the corner of this particular part of the twin tower we have how many i, I see about a dozen explosions individually just like the firefighters described 156 of them in a, all together some of them said all these explosions wrapping like a belt all the way around the building oh, like boom in. boom boom like firecrackers you could hear them so that's among mm-hmm. the many quotes but i mean mm-hmm. look at that is, is that um What
1: are we supposed to do? Deny our eyes and deny what the witnesses have told us? People who've experienced this firsthand, are we to deny the science? Are we to deny the dust, the spheres that were found and studied, the magnetic? Like, Are we to deny all this? Just accept an official account and what the official story is that all of the people that we're watching, our anniversary specials on all the different shows and networks, they're all just going to go with the official narrative because they have to they're part of large media conglomerates well, well so you know that's
0: part of the problem I think and this is where Tanya and I met and talked and let's be honest about the there's been an effort to discredit the 9/11 truth movement and this is where mm-hmm. I've actually cautioned the movement on the fact that you need to be beyond reproach when you all support any theory and 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 gentlemen you know god bless you both you both have be- been able to sustain your observations throughout what i consider to be the government's attempts to dis to basically dismantle any opposition to the narrative so that's what we're here today to do essentially is to present the truth let people judge for themselves but in my judgment based on my contact with the 9 11 commission with my own story with my own issues regarding what i've had to testify to under under oath both open and closed sessions and now this uh, it's very clear uh, what tanya is saying is that that there's no desire to seek the truth it's all about trying to protect a story that was established in 2005 or thereabouts with the commission report with the nist report and that's what they're now defending and it's our job to defeat their defense is that is that tanya would you agree with that
1: yeah and this is why um people always say <clears throat> that it comes back to 9 right. 11. every we know neil's knows Rich's knows i've heard your guys interview we all know this show knows the show listeners knows we have to learn from lessons learned what are the lessons learned from 9 11 and if we haven't learned these lessons which we clearly have not and people who were able to allow and have access for this or whatever happened Now we're still we've seen nothing but problems since. So after 9-11, a whole lot of things changed and we can get into all that or that could go down a whole nother road. That could be a whole nother show. But I'm just saying we have to learn lessons and we have not. And look at what we've been facing since. I'm looking at Maui right now and I'm telling everybody, please collect evidence. They're doing cleanup right now. Army Corps of Engineers, FEMA, everybody's there. A whole lot's going to go on. A whole lot's going to get disrupted. There's a whole lot of things that still hasn't been investigated fully for the fire itself, let alone everything else. So like 9-11, where there's a lot of deaths, there's a lot of uh, destruction that needs to be explained. We see here that NIST did not, the 9-11 commission did not, our leaders have not, and our media will not Because CNN said, F you, when I was trying to update them, we were letting them know about the building number seven beam that was going to go up on the 9-11 anniversary where we were all at in 2010. Um, And so CNN said, F you. Well, that was a newsworthy event because they don't even want to cover building seven, let me tell you. But anyway. Well, it's
0: at that point. So uh, I'll let everybody (laughs) else jump in here in a second. But since this is my show, I'm taking one last question. So uh, Niels, to you and then to Richard. Why do you think that no in any terrorist event, especially like when airplanes get shot down, they are painfully focused on collecting and savoring every piece of the debris they 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 work to reconstruct the airplane. They actually go into great detail. They have theories of what happened. They didn't do any of that here, did they, Niels? Not nobody tried to preserve any of this from my understanding, hmm. Is that.
2: Neither the plane, which supposedly should have hit Pentagon. I mean, yeah. they could have reconstructed
0: it. Oh, no, no. I know for a fact that they took, because uh, I no. used to run. Uh, my my starting point for running uh, right after 9-11 was the debris area in the back of the Pentagon. I just threw it in there. It was literally, you could walk up and take stuff. That's how yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nobody saw it. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I ran past it every other day going uh, to the Washington Monument. The Lincoln Memorial. Mm. So, so there was no effort to preserve any of this. Richard, same. Th- there's no evidence they did anything to preserve any of this as, a, as a evidence that related well, to a crime, right? Like, like 0.05 percent of the steel w- was saved.
4: Uh, we have 400 truckloads a day uh, right. shipping the steel out, starting just two weeks after 9/11, right. to put be put on these barges sent to uh. China for recycling. This is the illegal destruction of evidence in a crime scene. I agree. I agree. That's what I Bill thought. And uh, to cry out, crucial evidence that can answer many questions, is on the slow boat to China, showing an astounding ignorance of government ignorance mm-hmm. to the value of a thorough scientific investigation. The destruction and removal of evidence must stop immediately, but of course it didn't.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So, so with all this evidence that that you have on your website and all this evidence that we, we know of. um, I know that's one of the main reasons why we're doing this show is the hard truth with Tony to expose this. But in addition to this, how else can we possibly expose all this evidence? Because we know, we know now all this evidence, the, the just the fact that gravity pulls things straight down, like you said, it doesn't make things go up and out. The um, All the all the evidence with showing how it was perfectly symmetrically falling in toward its own footprint, the evidence from all the witnesses, how do we expose this? How do we actually get this out to more and more people? <laughs> well,
2: I, I've always believed that everything would come down together, like an avalanche, I have never believed actually the 9-11 could come, could make it alone. Mm-hmm. And what we are, we are seeing now that it is permitted to say that CIA shot John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert, right. Martin mm-hmm. Luther King and Malcolm X, and I mean, you're allowed to say that now. You're not quite allowed to say that maybe the Americans never yeah. was on the moon, but you're allowed to say that Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, You're also allowed to say that maybe the climate thing is not quite correct as the official temperature
0: to be. I'll get you're also allowed to
2: say that maybe there wasn't a pandemic, which there wasn't. That's another uh-huh. thing. I'm a chemist. But mm-hmm. you're still not allowed to say, Point of the biggest st- stinking smelling elephant in the room, and it is still 9 11. It's peeping mm-hmm. out now. Remember that I'm actually um, Robert Kennedy Jr. is approaching it. Uh, what's the, the name of this? Vivek know, Ramaswamy. His?
1: Vivek Ramaswamy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and so he, they're getting close now. And I think everything will come down together with the economy, with the ec- economic collapse.
0: That's Nils, what I believe. So Niels, on, on that point, I mean, I, look, I, one of the things, um, I do have a degree in environmental studies, and I've known for a while that what they're saying and trying to use as science is not science, it's opinion. And, uh, and mm-hmm. you're a chemist, you're a very serious man of science, you examine things based on scientific method, I do the same thing from the perspective of understanding climate through geologic time. And Oh yeah, we have it, right now, as, as we're doing this, I'm watching the clouds roll in from a hurricane. It happens, weather happens. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, and your, I think your point is, is that there are those who have taken events and modified the events in such a way to benefit them, benefit from them politically or deny their hand in creating them politically is that an accurate kind of summation of what you were saying?
2: Yeah, and it's and it as we are talking about the twenty-second anniversary, but it's very <clears throat> what do you say? Accurate. It's very recent. It's it's important now in this very moment. Right. I mean, it's it's also allowed to talk about Pearl Harbor, Right. and it's hmm. also permitted. Oh, there's to issues with that too. With yeah. Maybe that maybe yeah. m- maybe the Rus- the Russians acted exactly the same way as, as the Japanese, they simply had to go in, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. Japanese did it. But Harbor, mm-hmm. the Russians had to go in, in Ukraine, no around it. So the, the whole thing comes together and, and it's very, very, we are really at a very important moment in the history of mankind. And I'm talking about the next month, this fall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. will come and I believe Mm-hmm. island 11 was coming along here as as the uh, as the, as the orphan uh, with all the other stuff and it's going to be quite dramatic what, really, the thing, Richard, because like, is deep because we have all been betrayed right well that's the thing leaders. so, so that's and universe you, and you don't want to accept that daddy has betrayed you you do. Right. Yeah. No, when people buy into stay it. Stay away from that feeling
0: because it hurts
2: and it hurts so, deeply So Richard, yeah. To, to, you,
0: this, to the same question to Richard. So Richard, to me, it seems to me that the series of things and what you're trying to factually explain is uh, physics or physics, as Neil said, chemistry is chemistry. It's it's binary. It's it's either zero or one. It is or is not. Uh, there's something larger afoot here, Richard right? I mean, something's, <laughs> some, there's something going on, right? Am I, am I wrong or what? Uh, yeah, what, what we're pointing
4: to is a real conspiracy. Yes, yeah. it is deep and it, it is wide and it is vast and it's exposed by 9-11. It has to be and can only be a deep state operation that has brought together elements in industry, elements at high levels of government uh, and the military uh, and the media which uh, 95% of which is owned by just five corporations. Uh, so who, will, who sits on the boards of directors of those corporations? The same people sitting on the boards of directors of the arms industry corporations, the oil industry, the banking industry, the insurance industry. So yes, they do not move with our interests in mind and the American people. Uh, they, they're moving uh, with a goal of their own and the result uh, of these pre-engineered uh, dark operations uh, with mass uh, manipulation, uh, it seems to be control because they set in place a surveillance grid with the Patriot Act, the Military Commissions Act, the National Defense Authorization Act of mm-hmm. 2012. Any right. of U.S. can be arrested mm-hmm. without a right to a lawyer. Oh,
0: no, well, we, we've really taught, we've had the shows on that. And I agree.
1: The Partners for a New American Century, PENA Act, the Patriot Act, all these other, yeah, so sure. many different things.
0: Well, you know, my friend Bruce Fine, a constitutional lawyer, said we did not need a, a Patriot Act or a, a, an authorized use of military force to either stop 9-11 or go after the terrorists after 9-11. So, again, there's something bigger here. Sure. And I've I, I've been I've had a problem with both political sides to approve and reapprove a lot of the, the draconian authorities they, they currently still have and, and, and abuse every day. And that Congress, they're trying to renew the Patriot Act and uh, several sections of it. The FBI come in, shows abuse. They've done all these violations, but no one's willing to stop it. So, so something's really wrong. So let's do a quick take. Uh, uh, Elizabeth, uh, any takeaways you want to mention real quick?
3: No, I, I just love the fact that you have so much information, uh, Richard, on your website, and yeah. um, I just now had shared it on my Facebook, and I'm going to try to ser- share with everyone yeah, Richard I know.
0: RichardGage911.org. Yes, richardgage911.org. Since since we do both video and audio, so great. All right, Chris, Mm -hmm. I know you've been very silent, which is unusual since you are the rock and roll ambassador. So (laughs) uh, so tell us your thoughts.
4: Unfortunately, I might open up a can of worms and we have only (laughs) two minutes left. But you're an architect, Richard. Thoughts on the idea that uh, some of these uh, people who, uh, let's say this was a controlled uh, demolition, if you will, um... These people, maybe some people might have thought they were missing an opportunity back in 1993. The first attack, that is. <laughs> kind oh. of like going back to Iraq uh, and, and and clean up the job and do it right, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's been looked at. People have been talking about 93 mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 93 bombing
4: well, the there. The FBI was complicit, and court documents prove that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Oh. No, the, the, the blind she- sheik. Shape. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm having terrible words word today. So <laughs> that was linked. The, the 93 World Trade was linked to Able Danger, what we did, too. So that's that, we should do another show. Uh, Jennifer, I'd like to have you come back because I think we need to do a deeper dive on this. So, Tanya, last, last word to you before I wrap it up.
1: Um You know, Elizabeth had asked, what can we do? You know, I think at this stage we see how much we are – um, censored. You know, we have to do what we have to do to get the word out because of, we know, mainstream. But we do still always want to work with what we can. And to me, that's not attacking those who will air our friends and the, spe- the specialists who will be on air and have an interview. I don't attack if they go on mainstream anytime we can get the word out. But we do want to support independent like. America Online and all these different, um, any kind of entity for, you know, Richard's web web page, that is, and all of these different entities that we can go to and we're not going to be centered.
0: So, gentlemen, uh, Niels, mm-hmm. Richard, uh, Neil's great meeting you. Richard, thank you for coming back. Uh, Tanya, Elizabeth, Chris, it's all been great. Uh, thank you for joining us for our 9-11 anniversary, 22nd anniversary uh, show. I'd like to believe you're all going to walk away with uh, a new understanding and just think just ask questions mm-hmm. and join us again and remember if you're going to buy a gun buy six hours sig is the best uh, you know never, never settle. settle never yeah, settle never. Yeah, you settle. can never sell when you're a good one trust me i got it i got it. <laughs> so join us again next week for the hard truth thanks for being here and we'll see you again real soon